0: Again, that was music from Fiona Joy, who's going to call in at 9.30. And standing by is Kahani Cooperman of the Oscar-nominated film, which was amazing, Joe's Violin. If you want to watch it, it's up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. It is so heartwarming. It's beautiful. I'm going to bring her on right now. Kahani? Yes. That is how you pronounce your name, correct?
1: Yes, Kahani.
0: Kahani. The film was wonderful, as I mentioned, Joe's Violin. How did you come up with this idea?
1: Um, so the way I came up with the, I- the idea was sort of a mundane moment. I was driving to work, and I was listening to the car radio, and I heard a promo for the radio station's instrument drive, which just said that all instruments um, collected would be given to New York City School kids, so it was asking for donations, and it named a few that they had already received, including a violin, who was that was donated by a ninety-one-year-old Holocaust survivor.
0: Uh, it was it, it. was so touching. I was encouraging other people to watch it, but I said, "Bring Kleenex." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, it does definitely uh, tend to bring out a few tears in people.
0: Mm-hmm. By the way, we're twinsies today. We both are recovering from colds. <laughs>
1: oh, I'm sorry. I hope you feel better. I'm definitely you. a little under the weather. You
0: too, you too. But I appreciate you calling in. So this is Of perfect. course, my pleasure. So what are some things, because I can only imagine, what are some things you've heard about this film? Things that I've heard about this yes, film? Yes, uh, people have said to you about this oh, film. Oh,
1: got it. Well, one is that, um, you know, th- everyone always mentions that they cry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's more happy tears than anything else. They're, you know, um, Stephen Colbert, who was kind enough to moderate a screening on Friday night, said that um, a really nice thing. He said the film breaks your heart and fills it at the same time. So Aww. I think that's, that was really sweet. Yeah.
0: And the the young girl, the 12 year old Bronx girl, Brianna, oh, yeah. was so touching.
1: She's amazing. She really is a very spectacular person and incredibly mature and kind of deep thoughtful, human. Um, Very striking for a 12-year-old.
0: I know. I felt like I wanted to follow her later on through life to see where (laughs) she ends up musically, you know, and professionally.
1: Well, it's amazing because she's now 14, and Mm -hmm. she still is, you know, remains as passionate about playing the violin. Mm -hmm. And she used the violin that was donated to her um, in the film, Joe's Violin, to audition New York City performing arts high schools, and she got into her first choice. And only one of ten kids, so she oh. is continuing with her passion for violin, and um, is really amazing. And I actually had her. We brought her to LA. She was my guest for um, the Academy nominees luncheon, um, oh. and she uh, wanted to meet many um, celebrities that were that she loves, but really her idol is Denzel Washington. And, and she met him she, well, not only did she meet him, but she didn't get to meet him at the lunch, but we were we were waiting for a press interview after mm-hmm. the lunch and she happened to have the violin in a case on her back. Okay. At the ready should any during press they ask her to perform. Okay. And who should walk by but Denzel Washington? Um, we didn't have the guts to go up to him in the moment. Yeah. But when he when he came out of his next interview, they caught eyes, and he smiled at her, and he said, asked her if she wanted a photo, and she smiled back and said, yes, and he Mm. said, okay, I'll give you a photo if you play something for me, and this was, he didn't know she had anything to do with a nominated documentary or anything, so, you know, 14-year-old Brianna got the violin out of the case and did an impromptu concert for Denzel Washington she played Bell's Canon in D oh, no. and it kind of Got everyone who was nearby sort of stopped in their tracks it was really mesmerizing he, he gave it his full attention for you know the 3 minutes of the song and, and really really listened. Mm-hmm. It was really beautiful. She stumbled a little at one point and he he said that's okay, the mistakes are the best part. Oh. And they <laughs> bonded during the course of this 3 minutes. And when the song was over, yes. he sort of like rushed to her and they just had this wonderful deep hug. Oh. And it was a real moment. And they ended up connecting they both grew up in the Bronx, mm-hmm. they both went to public schools and it was it was amazing. Beautiful. Yeah, really uh-huh. beautiful.
0: That's wonderful. You and can see it
1: online. It's actually the the um, video of this moment was, is on uh, YouTube, YouTube. And
0: how you would I find it? it? I'll just do a search for her name. Yeah. Okay. I
1: can, I can send it. I would I love can to send, send that. it to you. But um, IndieWire uh, picked it up, and so did Moviephone. So there's different places you can connect. Or you can just go on to YouTube and find it.
0: Tell me a little bit about your background before this
1: film. Sure. Well, uh, my background a long time ago was documentary filmmaking. I started out, I worked for the Mazels, um, very you know, renowned documentary filmmakers. Um, and I was making documentaries, and because of that, I got hired at a new show in 1996 as a field producer. That show was called The Daily Show. Oh, wow. And yeah, and that was a 12 week job, and I was thrilled because at the time I was making no money as a documentary filmmaker. And so it was twelve weeks of pay, and I was thrilled. Well, little did I know that that twelve weeks was going to turn into more than eighteen years. The show, oh my you gosh. know, ultimately became like a, a very successful show um, with John Stewart, and mm-hmm. and so I took this in- incredible detour that was fantastic and very meaningful. Um, it never quite replaced my love of documentary storytelling. So along the way, um, during my time there, I made another documentary. And then um, years later, another one um, on the side, and that was Joe's Violin. Uh, beautiful. And I, I kn- uh, left the show a few months before John did and, um, to really follow my heart and go back to my roots, both... Um, with nonfiction television series and my own documentary films.
0: Do you have advice for people that um, would like to do something similar to what you've done?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, my, everyone has a million ideas, you know, that come come in and out of their head Mm -hmm. over the course of a day. And, you know, I know I do, but there's so few if any that I ever pursue, this is one that I just had a I had a fleeting idea while I was driving my car and I heard something, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like I just was curious about it and I followed that curiosity. When I when I was in the car and I and I heard the instrument about the instrument drive in this particular donation on the for the in the promo, mm-hmm. I wondered if the violin had a story. And then it was like at the next stoplight, I wondered if. The student who was going to receive this violin would ever know what this hypothetical story was and then at the next stoplight I wondered what wow. that kid's story was and it was like by the time I got into the parking lot you know this idea that two strangers would be connected by a single musical instrument yes. was incredibly compelling to me yes. and so I went to my morning meetings at work and then immediately you know tried to figure out how do I find this person who donated violent so I can find out about it but I mean I'm using that as the example it's because you know this is you know one of a thought that I had and I just followed it and I feel like people shouldn't be afraid to like follow those little thoughts that they have and little ideas because you never know what it can become
0: no you're right and sometimes you just get this idea and you can struggle with other ideas for the longest time trying to come up with something really solid and then one of your great ideas can happen so fast.
1: Yeah, I agree, and you just never know. But I f- I'm really, um, this is a good reminder to me to, like, not let my ideas always be so fleeting. Like, it's, it's worth finding out more, you know. Right. right. What's in store for you next? Um, well, I'm currently uh, show running a four-hour series series um, That'll be on the Sundance channel. I'm sorry for my voice. It's okay. a nonfiction series um, that looks into the, um, the clutter murders of 1959, which were the murders that Truman Capote wrote about in In Cold Blood. Okay. And it's also about the impact of that novel on our culture. And that's, mm-hmm. my, that's, a, that's my day job. Okay. And then I'm also pursuing some more film projects
0: that's that I'm great. developing. Did you ever imagine this was the path... You know, you would go down?
1: No. I always thought I would go back to mm, t- documentary storytelling, even when I had such a long and wonderful run at The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. Um, I was co-executive producer there for eight years, and it was great. But I I always, in my heart, thought I would go back to to what I'm doing now. I just, in all honesty, Joe's Violin was a labor of love project. I did it on the side. Yeah, it but- was goodwill all-around kind of situation. All the money for it was raised on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to have come this far uh, and to be, have the honor of being nominated for an Academy Award is really not anything I imagined, not even for a moment. Congratulations. I
0: mean, it's, it's a beautiful film. It's a wonderful message. A lot of times teens and older people don't connect. Yeah. To connect through music you know, it was so meaningful.
1: I agree. And, you know, Brianna and Joe, they're born 80 years apart. And they're from completely different backgrounds. Um, you know, Joe was a refugee, and immigrant, here from Poland after World War II. And Brianna's family is from the Dominican Republic. Um, although, And she was born here. But she lives in the South Bronx. And she goes to a school in the poorest congressional district in the country. They have such different backgrounds. And there's so many years between them and it seems so unlikely that they would connect and have a bond, but they, they their bond is so deep and so profound and it's it's through music and it's through who they are as people and it's through how they use music in their lives to I think, you know, help them transcend some of life's Parker yes offerings yes. Um, and, sure. and comfort them. But they they have a beautiful thing. And, you know, in the film, you see their, you do, spoiler alert, you do see their first meeting. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to say that that connection remains. They are, they love each other. They are close. They They're in touch. They see each other. They write each other. It's a very beautiful thing that happened for both of them. And, you know, Joe... Joe donated his violin and hoped Mm -hmm. it was going to go somewhere good, and he really thought that was that. Um, You could say he gave this gift, but in the end, he got an incredible gift back. So I think it's just a great example of how a small act can have a great impact, you know, beyond your imagining.
0: It sure can. Oh. Well, listen, (laughs) we we have to wrap up, but this is a beautiful film. Where can people find you? uh, Um, Yeah,
1: so the film is available for anyone to see online Mm -hmm. um, at at newyorker.com. It was acquired by Condé Nast Entertainment and The New Yorker. And so you can see it on there. You don't have to have a subscription or anything. Just go right on there and look for Joe's Violin, and you can watch it fantastic
0: thank you so much for calling in and at some point i'd love to meet you sometime this has been wonderful me too
1: it's such a pleasure talking to you feel better
0: (laughs) thank you you too all right thank you bye-bye that was kahane cooperman calling in to talk about her oscar nominated film joe's violin uh fiona joy is going to call in calling in just a bit as a matter of fact i think she's calling in right now Uh, So I'm going to check on that, and then uh, we'll be back with uh, a little more music from Fiona Joy, and we're going to chat with her. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.
1: The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.